Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Jose, 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 Jose. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, beat writer for your New Orleans Pelicans And uh, Jim, we've got a fun guest today, a guy that we know uh, very well from his eons and eons in New Orleans sports reporting, Mr. Fletcher Mackle of WDSU. Yeah, I guess I come to realize I've known him for 17 years, the entire time since I've been with the team. Um, I guess it would be 15 years in New Orleans since I've been here in 2007. But yeah, usually on Fridays, I'm sure people that listen to the show all the time have noticed a pattern that on Fridays... We always have a writer, but in, we didn't get a writer today. He's a he's a TV guy, but he does write a lot on the trade machine. Yes. So I thought we he's could the bend bard when it comes to the trade machine. <laughs> Shakespeare. Yes. yes. We could. Uh, I, I figured we could bend the rules a little bit and have him on, and uh, he he definitely delivered with uh, a lot of good insight. And as a guy who's a super local guy, um, I really enjoyed listening to his some of his takes. Um, speaking of the trade machine. He's going to get into, you know, how he's been kind of dormant on there lately, yeah. which is all, which is a good thing. But oddly dormant. One of the points that I wanted to add to what he's, he will say later in the show is just this team has so many good guys and players that love each other. And you listen to the interviews and they're all buddies. So I think one of the other reasons why maybe I'm speculating here, but why Fletcher doesn't want to tamper too much with the trade machine is you don't want to disrupt the love that these guys have for each other. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you get, the you got to locker be, room's hard to mess with. Yeah. You got to be really hesitant about possibly bringing in somebody that's just a different personality and remove, and even more to the point, removing yes. a guy or two that they all can call each other brothers constantly. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, you, you go on Twitter and you read the uh, replies and it's just a poisonous cesspool. <laughs> and most of it is just like, just 
you know, people who watch a couple games while they're drinking going, trade CJ McCollum, his numbers are bad. It's like, <laughs> do you understand what he brings to the locker room? Do you understand the right. cohesion that he brings, that the, we're all pulling in one direction, veteran leadership? Also, he's not going to play like this forever. Have you watched basketball? Like, right. the seasons For the last are 10 long. Years. Yes, yep. it's, it's mm-hmm. very long. Fletcher is a, a master at navigating Twitter. Follow him at Fletcher WDSU. Uh, he is a ton of fun. And you know what I love about Fletcher? You're talking about his local perspective. Uh, him and and our own Todd Graffini, you can tell they're from New Orleans because it's it's not Zion Williamson. It's Zion. Zion. <laughs> That's how you know. Like and, and his non-regional sounds, you know, like he's not from here until he says Zion. <laughs> and, and that's when I know Fletcher is a New Orleans guy. You know, speaking of accents, you just reminded me, I think this might be a summer project that I will put together, but I think I might come up with a power rankings of your Twitter rant voices, like the people that say <laughs> wild stuff on Twitter. Yeah. You have you have various versions of how that person sounds that I enjoy all of them. <laughs> and also your local accents. I'm going to come up with a power rankings. It's It might be a combined list of like – ranters from Twitter and local yeah. local people from like Metairie or the you know the yeah, West Bank. The or, West Bank, brah. I look I'm really looking forward to that, but I think we're a little too busy over the next few months for me to get into that. I will yeah, yeah. save that for, you know, maybe like August. Yeah, I was about to say September. When, it, when it gets a little uh, you know, stagnant in the off season, we'll have some fun still. <laughs> it's it's a great accent. Let's uh let's get Fletcher in here because uh, again, Fletcher is is always so much fun. He's so knowledgeable and he is a big proponent of basketball in this city when no one was talking about basketball or wanted to talk about basketball he was here doing it and that's why we love Fletcher Mackle despite some of his crazy trade <laughs> predictions so let's get into it with Fletcher and talk about the Pels and Zion there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, we are so glad to finally have him on uh, because he is, of course, a friend of the pod. You know him and you love him. Of course, he's one of the know him, love him guys. It's Fletcher Mackle. He's been with us since 2002 on WDSU. How are you, Fletcher? Uh, thank you for the for the very nice intro. I'm not sure everybody loves me all the time, but I'm going to take <laughs> it better. right now and just run with it. So thanks. I didn't realize. So you, you got there in 2002 and, and you s- synced up exactly with the team moving from Charlotte? How funny is that, Jim? That, yes, yeah, I feel like I have been invested. I, you know, I'm from here, but I was working. My first TV job was in Alexandria, Louisiana, central Louisiana, about three hours from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I got hired in the summer of 2002 as the team was relocating here. I mean, I know the deal got done like at the end of the 0102 season and they announced mm-hmm. the move like in April or May. And so I literally started here right when the the franchise relocated to New Orleans and have been uh yeah, enjoyed covering it and love covering it for 20 plus years now. I think that's part of why they relocated here. Then you Fletcher was starting. Right, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know the dawning of social media was coming and hot takes were going <laughs> to yeah, be just Yeah, quiet. maybe they would have reconsidered if they had known that. But <laughs> Yeah, maybe Fletcher's going to be tr- fired up the trade machine. <laughs> Fletcher, you actually kind of set me up with how I w- what I wanted to ask you first. Um, having been around since the beginning of the team being here, one of the few people that's put has more years under their belt around New Orleans basketball than me yeah, is um, crazy. How, how would you, uh, how, how do you look at, how do you assess the, the mood of the city right now, the excitement level compared to what you've seen in, in past years during the entire duration of Hornets slash Pelicans basketball? Yeah. I, I think that we're on the cusp of something that we've never seen before. And one of the reasons is because the franchise has now grown the fan base. I mean, I remember going to that first game in October of 2002. I don't think it was by coincidence. I think it was by design that they scheduled New Orleans versus the Utah Jazz, the team that left in 79, Mm -hmm. um, is now back for the first game against the team that's now in New Orleans. And I do think basketball, because we're in the deep south, and the Saints have five decades plus here, I do think basketball was a little bit of a novelty and fans treated it more like jazz fest or French. It was like an event. It was like when they were good, it was a cool event. And when they were bad, it was like, oh yeah, we'll pay attention to them when they get good. But now over two plus decades, I meet people in their twenties that are as passionate, if not more passionate about the NBA than they are about the NFL because they grew up with it through the good and the bad. And that's why I think the social media is off the charts because it, that kind of trends more young. And right now I could put a Saints tweet up and it may not be nearly as polarizing as something that the Pelicans topic, because there's more people engaged on social media, which trends a little bit to a younger audience. And so I think that, you know, this fan base, especially maybe a little bit that the younger fan base than the football fan base has been waiting for some type of, consistent, sustained success. And now 
I, I, the only other team I remember being this good was the 07-08 team that won 56 games, but they weren't nearly this deep. So I think we are on the cusp of something potentially very special and sustainable here for basketball in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I feel like, and, and I'm a vibes guy too, you know, like sometimes I won't be able to break down the X's and O's of a game, but I'll be able to tell you it felt good. And it feels to me like right now the Pelicans are on the cusp of how the city felt about the Saints when they really started becoming consistent winners. They were sort of the ah, the sad sack Saints. Ah, I remember the bag on the head days. And then it became a prideful team, a team that you were proud to wear the colors and you know, you expected them to win. And I feel like there is a weight of expectation from fans of the Pelicans that I don't think I've ever felt before. And I feel like that only comes when a franchise starts to turn that corner you're talking about, Fletcher. Yeah, and it's not just the talent. Because, look, they have elite talent. I mean, you look at what Zion's doing right now, and, and you look when Brandon Ingram's healthy, what he's able to do, C.J. McCollum. I mean, the list goes on and on. Jonas, I mean, we know how talented these guys are. But the thing that I feel differently is somebody who's been out there a lot. I remember being at that first media day at the Hyatt Hotel in, in those first media days at the Ilario Center before they had the training center and, and going to practices. There's a different, you just mentioned the word vibe. There's a different feel that the guys they have are invested and want to be here and likable and all in, not only with each other in this franchise, but this city. And that's the difference that, you know, the NBA, and it's one of the things I don't love. I love covering the NBA maybe more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I don't like is I think they, they kind of push the drama a little bit. They know their star markets and the sexiness of LA and New York and Miami Mm -hmm. and the guys want to go here and they live here in the off season. And they don't, sometimes to me do enough to help the betterment of the league like the NFL does. The NFL is all for one, one for all. All 32 franchises are basically on equal footing, and that's not the case in the NBA. And in the NBA, it always felt like, you know, when you get the star player, oh, no, when are they going to go to L.A.? Or when are they going to start chirping about going to Miami? Or when is one of their people going to start talking about that? We don't have any of that. Like, we, you have guys here that – are, are all in, committed, and want to be here because it is real and it is tangible. When you go to those practices and you see them celebrating birthdays or you feel it, it's just, it's, I try to tell people now, before it was rhetoric and it was, we, wanna, we want culture. We want to be that type of organization. And that's cool, but now it's reality and it really is palpable that, that that what they've created here is something real. I know Jim wants to talk about this Suns game, and uh, man, we are we are really looking forward to this series uh, coming up. It's going to be a tough one this this stretch, but man, it, it really feels like a rivalry game, doesn't it, Jim? Yeah, Fletcher. You know, you you talked about you know the emphasis on individuals that happens a little bit too much in the NBA. I agree with you on that point too. That I think for the overall health of the NFL compared to the NBA. I think long term, the focus on teams in the NFL is a better strategy in terms of more sustainability. But in terms of, uh, you know, team wise, I mean, w- one of the great things about having you on the timing today, too, is one of the biggest games of the season. And I think something, a game that people are looking forward to a ton against the Phoenix Suns. I and mean, how do you see how the Pelicans match up with them as well as, I mean, you talk to a million people, you know, a million people in the city. What's your sense on just people's perspective on the Suns? Is is you think this is a rivalry? 
or is it getting to that point? I think maybe it's getting there. That's the one thing, if I'm being completely honest, that, you know, Chris Paul, obviously Monty Williams, you look at some of the connections and they run deep. Willie Green is a former Suns coach. But that's the one thing that I don't know if people really have bought in yet on that. Whereas, you know, if it was football and if it was, you know, if Sean Payton goes and coaches another team and comes back, you know, next year, it's going to automatically become a rivalry if he's in the NFC coaching another team that the Saints may be playing again. Um, whereas I get it that it, it that to me it is because I love covering this and this is my job. I don't know if, if people, kind of the fair weather fans, truly grasp the ties that bind these two organizations and just those big three on top of several others as well, assistant coaches and things like that. Um, David Griffin having started with the Suns and being from Arizona. I mean, literally, this, this is a, a great, to me, rivalry, but I don't know if the fan base truly grasps that yet other than a, a hard-fought playoff series last year because Chris Paul is a decade removed from having played here. Monty is, you know seven years removed from being the head coach here. Um, Willie obviously, you know, was there more recently, but I don't know if, if people look at that and say, Ooh, he's coaching against this former team. I think the rivalry aspect was highlighted during the playoffs and rightfully so. I think this is more of, instead of selling the rivalry angle, which again, I think is a good angle, but I'm not sure if the kind of the, you know, the less than hardcore fans buy in on that. Mm -hmm. It's just, one versus two in the West. You're playing sure. for supremacy in the Western Conference, and you're talking about two teams that I feel like are legit. One is a championship contender and played in the finals two years ago and had the best record in the West last year. The other one is, to me, maybe the biggest up-and-comer in the Western Conference this year that's going to finish in the top four and has a legit chance to make it to the finals and do what that Phoenix team did two years ago. So, I don't necessarily love the rivalry thing because I don't know if people understand that or have bought in on that. I just love the fact that it's a great series and you can talk about the matchup. You know, Chris Paul's back and healthy now. Um, you know, who are the – is Jose Alvarado going to drive the nuts again? I mean, some of the wing depth that the Suns have versus the Pelicans' wing depth, especially now with Trey Murphy playing the way he's playing. I, I just think it's two really good teams that could both be the Western Conference champions playing – two times in three days in what could be a Western Conference Finals preview. You know, I, I agree with you in that uh, I think a lot of the casual fans don't know a lot of the connections that you just pointed to in terms of, you know, origin stories of David Griffin and, and Willie Green, etc. But I do know that the fans recognize this is a team that we had a scrappy series against last season. They remember Herb Jones not taking Chris Paul's hand. They remember uh, Jose Alvarado going off and pestering them. Also, it's easy to hate on Chris Paul. It just is. So whether or not they, they take the New Orleans thing or they even remember him being here in New Orleans, it feels different in the building when the Suns are here. And I don't know if it's just recency bias. I don't know if it's because uh, people know that they are nipping at our heels or we're one and two in the West, but it just really feels different in the blender uh, when we play the Suns, and, and I'm looking forward to that series a lot uh, here at home. And then away at the Jazz, the Jazz falling off a bit, uh, but then back against the Suns. I mean, how do you feel like this team is going to gonna be tested when you face Suns, Suns, Jazz, Jazz, Suns, Bucks? Woof, that's a stretch, Fletcher. 
So look, this is what I, I, I thought the Pelicans looking at their schedule had a chance to win some of the games and, and they've beaten some good teams recently, but they've also beaten some teams, you know, like Detroit that they should beat. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a beautiful win, but a win's a win nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and then look, they, they, they steamrolled some teams. I mean, Denver, I thought was going to be a really tough matchup. Jokic has gone nuts in some late games against New Orleans to secure victory. That was a signature win. This could be a signature week, so to say, because just what you're saying, those you got six games coming up, three against the Suns, one against the Bucks. I, the Jazz, I was there for that home opener against the Jazz on that Sunday night, and, and, and I like some of the players they have. I mean, their parts are all over the piece, but they've got enough good veterans with, you know, with, with Connolly and Olenek and, and Markin and having the season in Clarkson. So I look at these six games and say, if, if the Pelicans, say, take two of three from the Suns and beat the Bucks. In, in, in split with Utah or better. If they're four and two after this and they're still in first place, I think that's when maybe the rest of the NBA world is going to wake up a little bit more. I think right now the Pelicans have opened eyes and people are talking about them, what Zion's doing right now, the depth they have, Willie Green, head coach. But you get through this run and you're still in first place and you take, say, two of three against Phoenix, you beat the Bucks, and, and, and you take care of Utah and you're four and two or five and one, after this six-game stretch, that's when I think people are really going to start talking about this team the way they talked about Memphis last year. Memphis, you know, went from that nine-seed play-in. Yep. They, they were the nine-seed. They got in in the play-in. And then the next year, they ascended all the way to two in the West with Ja as an MVP candidate, people talking about them as a real championship contender. If the Pelicans go, in my opinion, four and two, five and one over the little stretch you just said, they're going to start, it's going to become a real thing. It's going to become, hey, this is a legit title contender that can come out of the West and beat anybody. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that, Fletcher. And and also, too, by the time this stretch is, is over, we're going to be getting close to Christmas. So, you know, you guys talked earlier about, you know, kind of the people that somewhat passively follow the NBA or the Pelicans. We're going to be at that Christmas point where a lot of people really start tuning in and paying attention. So I think if New Orleans is, say, number one or number two in the West by that point when you have the big – quintuple header I think that that'll add to kind of the legitimacy like you said um Fletcher you know one one of the things that we've liked to joke with you about the last couple of years is your affinity for the trade machine fire up the trade machine and I I believe the Pelicans NBA I'm I have to talk with them because it's been a couple of years I think since they quote-unquote traded you to another city <laughs> through their social media through Twitter and that kind of thing but I was wondering with I never accepted with the with the Pelicans uh being in the position that they're in has your trade machine activity tailed off a little bit you know you maybe a little bit more content with the roster and being in first place right now Jim thank you for asking me this because <laughs> I have not proposed, We didn't set this up by I the way for people listening a trade I have not proposed a trade since like September because wow. maybe early October maybe early right when the season began because I do think I you know I do think the Pelicans have such crazy depth that they could tweak the roster, but really why? I mean, literally, you're in first place. You've got crazy depth. You, I mean, look, you, you, you know, when you have to call on guys, great guys, Willie Hernan Gomez, he steps up and plays big. You know, Devontae Graham has, has found a, a role now, and I I thought he may be a guy that could potentially be you know a, a, a trade candidate. So I haven't. I don't even know what trade I would pitch because they're getting such amazing effort in depth from so many different people. I mean, Dyson Daniels 
to me, is a, a burgeoning young star in this league mm-hmm. who is a 19-year-old is now playing significant rotational minutes and looks like an elite defender that by the end of the season could be one of those rookies like we saw last year, like Herb Jones and Alvarado and Trey Murphy. I mean, Trey Murphy, to me, is a starter in this league, but when Brandon comes back, he's probably going to obviously move into a, a bench role. So this team has such depth, and they've done such a good job of, of drafting and signing guys that – you know, what trade do you make? Where do you go? What do you do? So I, I'm having some major withdrawals here because <laughs> I it's been two full months going on three since I have even fired up the trade machine and said, hey, what about this idea? Like, why would I even pitch that? So, uh, yeah, so I haven't done it in quite a, in quite a while. Well, no no offense, but I'm, I'm frankly, I'm kind of happy that you haven't had your fix lately because it <laughs> means all good things for the roster. So yes. that's that's something that we can – say is is a is definitely a positive thing Fletcher, i would agree with you yeah <laughs> fletcher I, so just you know rolling into this this series of games which we which we discussed is going to be tough and i think it's going to be a real measuring stick of hey did the pelicans luck into by circumstance being the one seed in the west or do they belong there so in that stretch what do you expect to find out about this team like you said you mentioned a couple of players i was going to mention dyson daniels he's flying up espn's rookie rankings he sits number five right now his plus minus numbers are insane i think number one in rookies in the league as it stands right now trey murphy if he keeps getting starting minutes i mean he could be pushing for most improved player uh, obviously, like you said, he's going to be going to the bench, but we've been finding out a lot about some of these players. I think we came into the season curious about what do you expect to find out or who do you expect to see more from coming into the stretch of really tough games? So I would have liked to have seen Brandon Ingram play because the one thing I still think, and, and Charles Barkley referenced this, and, and I think he was right, um, I love the depth the Pelicans have. And on any given night, you know, look, Zion's been fantastic. But on any given night, you could get, you know, Jose's 38 last Sunday. You could get 20 from Trey. You know, you could get a monster game from CJ. And I know he's still working his way back after missing time with COVID and getting his legs under him, so to say. But it could, Jonas could have a monster game depending on the matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see the synergy when they are at full strength and full health because we just haven't seen that. You know, I remember Zion taking that hit against the Jazz in missing games, Brandon with the concussion, CJ with COVID. Um, I think it's amazing that the depth has been tested and they have stepped up. You just said Trey Murphy in a starter's role. Tyson Daniels elevated to rotational minutes Um, when Billy has to play. But when they are at full strength, like they will, you know, when they're going to have to play against elite teams, um, in, in the playoffs when rotations get much, much tighter. You know, Najee Marshall is a guy recently, you know, scored 17 the yeah. other night, was, was the quote-unquote dog on defense. Yeah, he was um, and, and on any given night can have really good games. Um, but, you know, to me, is, is he going to be in the rotation when it tightens up and really plays eight, maybe nine guys in the playoffs? So I also want to see how they work when they're at full strength. You know, are we going to lean more in the point Zion? Um, you know, how does that work with Brandon and CJ and, and what is the synergy? Because the one thing I referenced, I referenced that, that 56 win team when Byron Scott was the coach of the year, Chris Paul was the runner up MVP. They finished second in the West. They should have gone to the Western conference finals. They lost in seven to the Spurs that year, but they didn't have great depth. I remember they had to go get like Bonzi Wells out of China to play off the bench. Yeah. And like Gennaro Pargo was their top bench guy. 
but the starters sit like a glove. And you knew, I mean, look, Byron Scott played those guys like 38 minutes a night yeah. and just like rode them hard. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you knew how the pieces sit with, with CP3 and Mo Pete and Tasia and David West and Tyson. You knew what everyone's role was and how they fit in the synergy they had as a starting five and, and a closing five. So this team, I still think, you know, going forward, the big question is going to be when they're full strength, how does the synergy work? What is the, the real rotation? And, and look, during the regular season, I think they're going to continue to win a lot of games because they have depth. They've drafted well, and we see that, that they can make it work and Willie can make it work, and they're doing the right thing. But when they get into a series against an elite team, that's what I want to see. Maybe not because Brandon Ingram's not back for this little stretch run, but going forward the rest of the season, especially at the end of the season going into the playoffs, when they're at full strength, how does it work with their core five or starting five and their top, you know, bench players like Larry and Jose and Trey? Um, how does that all work? And in, in, are they all making it work where we're not talking about, you know, I remember early in the season, it was, you know, Zion only got like five shots in the first three quarters. How did he touch the ball so little? Right. And so those are the things I think they've still got to tweak and figure out when they get back to full strength. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be fun to to watch the team sort of grow into itself with this hot start. Fletcher, always appreciate your time. Always appreciate seeing you at games dressed dapper as usual. Uh, the only man longer tenured than Jim Eichenhofer, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. In two thousand two, I guess Jim, you were still what in, in uh, preschool? 2002? Yeah, I w- no, yeah. I think I had just finished second grade in two thousand two. Yeah, so. yeah, he's yeah. very young and vital. Uh, <laughs> ladies so uh <laughs> fletcher thanks so much for your time follow him on twitter at fletcher wdsu and uh, hopefully the trade machine won't get fired up anytime soon man <laughs> all right thanks for having me this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Huge thanks to Fletcher Mackle of WDSU, friend of the pod. It's It's been too long we've been doing the pod and have not had Mr. Fletcher Mackle, and uh, we're going to try to have him on more going forward because he's always a blasty blast. Jim, speaking of blasty blasts, people better be ready. They better be, uh, you know, lubricated with whatever gets them, uh, you know, ready to yell and uh, cheer for their team because tonight it's going to be a busy one in that area. That Superdome's going to be a little crazy. Yeah. I'm going to guess the Smoothie King Center's going to be a little crazier with the suns coming in, man. Yeah, by the way, we could have had someone from Phoenix on the show today because of the two-game series. Yeah, who needs them? But you know what? I think we made the better decision to have Fletcher on and have him talk about. There'll be other opportunities probably for us to have someone from Phoenix. Uh, the Pelicans play them again next week in Phoenix, and then yep. who knows? Maybe we'll have another conversation with somebody from the desert in April, May, June. Oh. June? Just throwing that out there. Foreshadowing. But uh but yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun, I think, this weekend. This is gonna be some good basketball. People I think have the the people that are super invested in the Pelicans, I think have had this circled on their calendar or maybe like penciled into their calendar for yeah. a while that hey, this is this weekend in December, the Suns are gonna be here twice. Um I think one of the biggest things to point out for people coming to the game tonight or watching on TV or listening on the radio as well is this Phoenix team, there's a bunch of differences between what we saw in April during that playoff series and the way they look now. Yeah. They still have a great record. They're still obviously near the top of the West, only a half game behind the first-place Pelicans. Yes! But um, they've had to make some changes in their rotation based on Jay Crowder, who I know people just absolutely love and mm-hmm. are thrilled to see in New Orleans. Yeah, I love those chants for Jay Crowder. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't played this season. Um, long story, I don't think I need to get into it. It involves a trade <laughs> demand. But either way, uh, if you were going to bring your Jay Crowder shirt tonight, it probably won't work as well because he will not be in the building. Um, so they've had to make some changes. They, they started Cam Johnson in his place in that small forward spot. But Cam Johnson has been out with a knee injury. Chris Paul was out with a heel injury, missed 14 games, just came back Wednesday, only played 24 minutes. I didn't get a chance to watch that game because the Pelicans were playing around the same time. And by the time I checked the Boston Phoenix score, Boston was up by a number that I could barely even calculate. Yeah, we were in studio trying to keep track of that uh, at the time and just kind of casually watching it sure. as well. And yeah, it, it just got so far away. We were like, so, all right. Well, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. When I looked at Chris Paul's minutes played, he played 24 minutes in that game. I'm not sure if they had him on a minute restriction because he's been out a long time or he just played that few minutes because they were down by 40 in the third quarter. And why would you play your starters, anyone, why would you have them in high minutes? But either way, I mean, just a different group of guys. They've had a player that I think people are semi-know Torrey Craig has been in their starting lineup lately. So they've really had to go to kind of the third option at that one spot in the starting lineup with Crowder being uh, banned from the franchise, basically. <laughs> uh, Cam Johnson hurt, and now uh, Torrey Craig is in that spot. Um, their bench is also quite a bit different. Um, there's a guy, Damian Lee, who just joined their team this year from Golden State. He was with Golden State the last few years. who has been pretty key. Second in the NBA in three-point shooting. 
um, of, of all players. He comes off the bench every game. Um, Campaign, who's been there for a while, is a good backup point guard. And he, he was on the squad last year. But really, um, of the guys that we saw a lot beyond their top few players, you're going to see a different cast of Phoenix Suns tonight that you might, might not be that familiar with. Yeah, I think for a lot of people who are looking at that last game where – uh, you know, or even the last series where it's like, oh, God, do we have a chance against those Phoenix Suns? Uh, like you said, they're going to have a different look. Even the last game, uh, they're, they're going to look a little different. You know, Phoenix winning that one, 124 uh, to what was it, 111, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. for the Pelicans. And uh, as you said, the Pelicans were shorthanded in that game, which is uh, crucial to remember if you're looking at that score and going, oh, they blew the doors off us again. Uh, it's, it's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I think... That I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could measure this, and it's kind of um, not. It, it, there's a bunch of. It, it's very close, but to me, that might have been the most shorthanded that the Pelicans have been this season, and that's saying something when you consider yeah. how many times recently that they've had multiple starters out. Um, we didn't mention this early at, early in the show, but um, once again, uh, Brandon Ingram is out, and Herb Jones is out as well. Team has been able to go on a five game winning streak without Bi for that entire stretch and Herb out for the last couple games. Um, so, I mean, you're still not 100%, but you, I think you're in better position than you were the last time you played Phoenix from both a total player availability standpoint and also from the time that you played Phoenix in October until now um, in December. There's been so many other guys that have stepped into bigger roles and yeah. made big leaps, including Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels, so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big reason I wanted to talk about Dyson and Trey Murphy. I mean, Trey Murphy in a starting role, as Fletcher talked about, he would be a starter on a lot of NBA teams. Uh, and mm-hmm. he has just been uh, feasting in his starting role. It's great to see him become an in-game dunker since I remember on social media, he was kind of getting clowned on for his dunks when it first started because they were kind of layups. Mm-hmm. Now he's dunking, uh, and it's fun to see. And Dyson, again, he's 19 years old, and he looks like a grizzled veteran of the game on defense, especially. I mean, he just brings so much. He's just so disruptive when he's on the court. Even if he's not making a play, he's altering how teams play. Yeah, and, you know, you just reminded me, I was watching, listening to Najee Marshall post game after the last game. He had a lot of funny comments and really one of the really quick lines that he said that I'm not sure that many people noticed, but I really thought was interesting. He he said about Dyson Daniels, he has a lot of things that rookies lack, that most rookies lack. And he, he didn't get into t- a ton of specifics with that, but I think he was referring a lot to his defense. There's so few guys, rookies, that even the players that play four years in college that are able to jump into the NBA and be stand up on defense, not be a guy that's targeted by the other team. I mean, it takes more than athleticism. That's things. Right. A lot of guys it, have athleticism sure. and measurables, but it, that that's understanding, mm-hmm. and and that usually takes experience. And there's and there's certain things, um, anticipation, how to know to where to be in the right spot, all that stuff. Some of it you can't really teach. It's kind of instinctual, yeah. and so you see hardly any rookies come in and be top defenders. And, and that list is even less of the guys that are 19. So we have a 19-year-old rookie who's able to go out there and be a plus on that end of the floor. So that's a huge credit to him. Yeah, Dyson Daniels is arguably the best defender in this rookie class, shooting 41% for three, uh, rebounding in bunches. Uh, he has the NBA's best rookie, or he is the NBA's best rookie, according to several metrics, mm. uh, box plus minus, real plus minus, and net rating. So it just seems like if they redrafted 
that draft. I'm willing to bet Dyson Daniels would go higher than he did. I think there's a real lag nationally between the assessments of the rookie class specific to Dyson Daniels only because he didn't play a lot in the first few weeks of the season. I think people are now catching up, including, as you mentioned, ESPN, um, to the fact that he's been on the floor a ton lately. It also helps a ton, um, even though this really probably shouldn't necessarily be the case, that he's been starting the last few games as well because people take note of that as w- when they see the, the box scores and they yeah. see the intros and they're like, this guy's in the starting lineup. And I know that that might that last because, you know, some couple of the guys are going to be coming back hopefully soon from injury. But people are starting to perk up and realize now that he's been on the floor consistently game in and game out that, man, this was another really good pick at number eight in the draft this year. I mean, not only has he not been embarrassing himself by having to go out there out of necessity and, and, and get some starting minutes. But he's really been stepping up to the plate and proving himself. And it, it feels a lot like how we saw Herb just becoming the steal of the draft last mm-hmm. season. And mm-hmm. it just feels the same way. Again, Pelicans playing the Suns tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Pels are 10-5 and five in the Western Conference games. Suns are 13-5 and five in their conference games. And I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, again, I know it's only December. I know we've only played 20-something-plus games. But... That is conference record is the second tiebreaker. So if somehow Pelicans and Suns end up two two in their season series, right now it's one zero Phoenix. That will be the uh, next tiebreaking step. And obviously, though, if you beat the Suns head to head multiple times, yeah. that helps your conference record and hurts theirs. So um, just looking forward to the, these next couple games this weekend. Starting with, uh, I think the arena is going to be i think the word you used was lubricated earlier <laughs> yes it's yes. going well to be lubricated. it's going to be very pumped for this 7 30 p.m game on friday yeah i'm looking forward to it and and for once i i feel like when you look at the stretch of games sun suns jazz jazz suns and then bucks uh i i think in years past i would have been like oh gosh this is gonna be brutal i'm looking forward to it i really feel yeah. like the pelicans belong here and we're going to find out a lot about this team. Uh, and, and it's a great stretch of games. So get into the Smoothie King Center if you haven't gotten your tickets already. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Huge, huge thanks to Fletcher Mackle for joining the podcast. And especially huge thanks for Jim Eichenhofer for just being him. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans Podcast. We will talk to you again after the weekend. And until then, go Pelts! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.